time. Jesus Christ, he stood as a friend of mine. He stood as a friend of yours. He's still in the blessing business. It's so good to be back with you one more again. Recording before you use it, I don't do a video. Because I don't, I just feel, I don't know, I really don't do a video. But today, glory to God, we're going to do a little video as we get into the Word of God. This is a series we've been doing on the podcast. And if you want to get at me on the podcast, um, Evangelist Henry Lee at Jalo Ministries, Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts at, you can catch that. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of praying. It's more, we been more into the praying, but it's a lot of praying, preaching, prophesying, different things that God, help the God uses us to bless us with. And we, we want to do, and we want to get that out there, um, in the name of Jesus. So you can be definitely filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. You can definitely be informed. You can definitely be challenged. You can definitely be in a bullshit Baha. In the name of Jesus. One thing you will not be though. In the name of Jesus. on a, It's judged. <laughs> you won't be judged. Uh, as far as. For your, what you're doing. What you're going through. Different things. What not. And if you get on the podcast. You'll see exactly. Um, what I mean. What I'm talking about. Now. We've been. We, we've been basically in the book of 1 Thessalonians. God bless us. Now we're moving out of the book of 1 Thessalonians. Into um, Second Thessalonians, where Paul is writing to a church in Thessalonica, where he's uh, instructing them, blessing them, telling them that he's praying for them, uplifting them more, and uh, exhorting them to continue in the faith that was once delivered um, to the saints of God. Hallelujah. Now, um, and so this is his second letter to them, because the first letter he wrote to them, you know something's good when you had to do it a second time. <laughs> Every 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 church that Paul wrote to, they didn't get two letters written, sent to them, or, or where they wasn't published in the Bible. But um, this, the Thessalonians, they, they they got a second letter. <laughs> you know, I, I remember Corinthians, they got a second letter because you know that church is off the hook. We you know, we got to stop stop over there next, and we have a series of that next, and go to the whole book of Corinthians and First and Second Corinthians and see what it was going on with them. Glory to God! But there's a lot of different things going on. Each church got their own challenges. That's why he, if if each church didn't have their own challenges, then there there'll be no need for Paul to write a letter to the Ephesians. There'll be no need to write a letter to the Thessalonians or the Colossians or uh, the Book of Ephesus or the Ephesians. And the, but each church had their own challenges. Each church had their own issues they had to deal with. It's amazing to me in the name of Jesus today. That people don't believe that folks have different things going on with them, different challenges. My issues may not be your issues. You, you, in your marriage, your issues in your marriage may not be like this man's issues in his marriage. But it's amazing to me how we just try to get one remedy for everything. <laughs> we get one scripture, one remedy for everything. You can't do that. Everybody is going through a different struggle. And sometimes we think just because our struggle is not like that person over there struggle, then they must not be saved. Who, who, who told you that? The devil is a lie. Go to that bullshit. That may be what we have to call this. Who, and we may have to call it not. Sometimes I'm, I, you know, I, I say some things that may be a little controversial. But I do want to say something off the bat that maybe some may be found controversial. But who in the hell told them that? 
Who told you just because this man out here is struggling in this thing right here that he must not be saved? But because you're struggling on a different area than he is, then you are. Or you perhaps some kind of way better than him. That devil is a lie. Everybody has their own struggle. Some people's struggles are financial. Some are traditional. Some people's struggles are spiritual. Some people struggling with their faith. Some people struggling in their marriage. Some people struggling in their church. Some people struggling in their job. Some people struggling with their faith. Some people struggling with the anointing. Some people struggling with speaking in tongues. Some people, all kind of different struggles could go on. Whether it's depression. Some people struggling with drugs. Some people struggling with sexual immorality. Some people struggling with all different type things in their lives. And yet we think just because we're not struggling in a certain area, perhaps we must be more saved or better than them. <laughs> preachers have, a lot of preachers have people thinking this way. And sometimes it's not even a preachers. Sometimes it's just the way the congregation is thinking. Have you ever had a church, and I'm about to get into the Word of God in a minute. In, in a book, if, you, if you have your Bible, you can turn to me to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1. Have you ever had, a, 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 came across a man of God that you love so much? You love his ministry, you love the way he's preaching, his teaching, the anointing that's on his life, the way he's laying on hands and watching the sick recover, the way he's visiting the sick. You can call him, you can talk to him, different things. Have you ever ran to a preacher that you love? But yet you can stand this congregation. <laughs> There's a, a man of God in Pontiac that has um, maybe maybe a couple now. But uh, in my day, there was a man in, in Pontiac, Michigan, who had that same testimony. We had that same testimony by him. Man, I love this man's anointing. I love his preaching, teaching. Can't stand his congregation, though. They don't lost their mind over there. Sometimes your congregation can get arrogant. They thought I'm thinking they better than people. They, they get out of control and, you know, and you, you begin to thinking that, well, maybe the pastor's teaching something like that. Maybe he's talking and you come in contact with the pastor. Well, no, he's not even saying anything like that. He's not even. So where in the world did they get that spirit from? <laughs> that's why I'm saying. That's why you see these different letters in the Bible. You see First Thessalonians. You see the Colossians. You see Philippians. You see Ephesians. You're going to see. Corinthians, you're gonna see the Romans, you're gonna see these different uh the Koba, and then he's writing to different pastors like Timothy and, and he wrote to the Hebrews and the reason why you see these different letters that he's writing because each church, each group had different issues. Everybody doesn't have the same issue. However, so just because your issue is not my issue doesn't mean that I'm more saving you or you more saving me. We just got different problems. Sometimes our different problems come from us growing up in different areas. Sometimes it comes from our childhood. We was raised different. We was exposed to different things when we were children. See, I know people right now, young men right now, who are exposed to pornography when they was five, six years old. Some other people might not be exposed to that till they got in the way of their teens. See, I knew that grabbed you. I'm, I'm going to stop there. I knew that grabbed you. First, Second Thessalonians chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 1. It says, Paul, Savanius, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's writing to a church. He's writing to um, the church at Thessalonica. Grace to you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing I want to say to you. I want to say grace to you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say grace to you and peace. Hallelujah. 
Before we talk about some issues, before we talk about some problems, before we talk about what somebody don't see it, somebody's opinion, what they believe, blah, blah, blah. Hallelujah. The first thing I want to say to you is grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that the first thing you got with God, if you're saved and if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the first thing you got is grace and peace. You have peace with God. God is not angry with you. God is not trying to get you. God is not trying to send you to hell. You're saving you're a believer on Jesus Christ. You believe that. <laughs> because you oftentimes we go to different places. We go to different churches that are telling us something different. You will be amazed how many people, how many saved people Save people, believers on Jesus Christ, believers on his death and resurrection, uh, been baptized in Jesus' name, and perhaps even baptized in the spirit, who do not believe that they're saved to this day because some man that was standing up in the pulpit told them they wasn't saved. My God in here. Now that's deep. <laughs> if you're going somewhere, and if you're saved, and if you're a believer on Jesus, and if you've been baptized in the spirit, and you're going somewhere where you feel like every Sunday that you're going to hell, or every Sunday that you're not saved, you're in the wrong place. Jesus Christ has saved you, and you believe that. And there's no other way to convince you or describe that. See, sometimes men and women of God, they get in their feelings. And just because they feel a, a certain way, they are trying to convince you that God feels that same way. And it's not true. <laughs> Some men run out of patience. So they try to convince you that God is not patient with you no more. Men get angry. So they try to convince you that God is angry with you. Men get jealous. Men get envious. Hallelujah. That's why we put no confidence in the flesh. But our confidence should be in the, in the word. Our confidence should be in Jesus Christ and his finished work on Calvary. Let me go deeper into this. He says we are bound to thank God always for you. He says we are bound to do this. Paul is writing to the church in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 3. He says we are bound to thank God always for you. Always thanking God for you. Brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Listen, do you know that he says your faith is growing exceedingly? Hallelujah. You can grow as a Christian and you can grow in your faith. Some of us right now may have only a faith for a few things. You may right now only have saving faith. That means you believe that Jesus Christ can save you. And that's where your faith begins and that's where it stops. But some people believe, not only do we believe that God can save us, but I believe he can heal my body. I believe he can fix my credit. I believe he can save my family. I believe that he can heal all my diseases. I believe that he's a bridge over troubled waters. I believe things about God, perhaps, and I'm growing in my faith that you may, may not believe yet. But one thing is, 
definitely that we all should agree on. And one thing is most definitely that we all should have the faith in. And as we believe that Jesus died for our sins. And we believe that we are saved. And we are saved by the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's one thing we do have to agree on and have faith on. But there's other, but the other levels, perhaps you don't, you're not there yet. You don't believe Jesus Christ can heal your body. You may get you may get um, an illness in your body, and you don't believe that Jesus can heal that STD. I told you we got. I'll say some things. Sometimes you may not hear in church. You don't believe that Jesus. Okay, let me. Okay, well, you don't believe Jesus can heal the cancer. You may not believe Jesus can heal uh, uneven limbs. Hallelujah! You don't believe that Jesus can can say. Your atheist grandmother. You don't believe Jesus can change the mind of your racist granddaddy. You may not have the faith to believe God in that area yet. But that's okay. Because you have to grow in that. And when you start growing in it, now you start believing that God is able to do not just save your soul, but God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that work within us. You're not just believing God now Sunday at Sunday for a good word. Now you believe in God all throughout the week that you you perhaps can give a word. That's why he's saying I'm bound to thank God always for you. Brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. You got to have faith and love. I'm praying that God will give you faith and love. Habusha. So that we ourselves, both of you, among the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all your persecution. Look at God. Look at look what Paul is saying. He's saying, I'm boasting about you to other churches. I'm going to other churches. And I'm telling them how much faith you guys got. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you go into another church and you start boasting about how much faith that other church has. Mm. We boast on a lot of foolishness in the church nowadays. We, we, we boast on how, who got the most money. We boast on who we think can preach the best. We boasting about some, some foolishness. Perhaps who got the most members. Oh my God, they built a building. How many folks boasting on the faith and the love that the church has? He said that we are ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your. He says you have patience and you have faith in all your persecution and tribulations that you endure. Now, this church is going through some things for God. Now, watch this. I will say this. If you're praying for a certain thing. You have to be careful sometimes. Say you're praying for patience. And because you're praying for patience, now you find yourself having to wait on some things and some answers from God. <laughs> How can you have patience if you don't have persecution and tribulation? If you're praying for faith, there's some things that may come up in your life that you're going to have to have the faith for God for. Hallelujah. And not just saving faith. There may be some things you may have to have some faith. You got faith for the for the promotion. You may have to have some faith that you may get the grant or some faith that you may get some money for the loan or some faith that you may get the house or some faith that God will heal you and deliver you and set you free from different things. 
you may have the faith that God is one day, one day is going to stop that habit in your life that you just can't seem to get over. Hallelujah. <laughs> so when you're praying to God and asking for certain things, often you're going to have to get ready to be tested in the area that you're praying to God for. <laughs> I once knew a young man who stood up, but he had just got saved. See, sometimes when you just got saved, you start thinking that um, you're superior. Perhaps you start thinking that you're all powerful. You're so excited. And don't start speaking. And now you're speaking in tongues. You're annoying. And don't lay your hands on folks and folks fall out. Now all of a sudden you feel like you're so powerful. You got this amazing anointing on your life and blah, blah, blah. So I know this young man that was did this and this thing. And he had all this going on with himself. And one day he stood up in church. And he testified. And he says, I thank God that he has delivered me from fornication. Fornication, if you don't know what it is, that's sexual immorality. If you don't know what sexual immorality is, that's having sex if you're not married. I'm just going to put that out there then because maybe somebody don't know what fornication is. So he stood up and testified he had been delivered from that. And after he testified that he had been delivered from that, that young man had so many struggles from years to come with that spirit. Sometimes he failed. Sometimes he won. Sometimes he lost. You have to be careful sometimes <laughs> on what you're praying for, what you're testifying about, because the enemy will come and test you in the area. Now, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, am I saying don't pray for it? Yes, pray for it. How are you going to get it if you don't pray for it? What I'm saying is get ready for the battles. Get ready for the test. Get ready in the name of Jesus. And in the midst of your tests, in the midst of your battles, you're going to have to have patience and faith while you're going through. While you're being tested. While you're being tempted and different things of that sort. You're going to have to have patience. Let us, let us go deeper into this. He says, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. For which you also suffer. Listen, don't you know that God doesn't have his people suffering for no reason? God don't have us going through for no reason. But we got a reward. We got a reward in Jesus' name. We got power in Jesus' name. We got the grace in Jesus' name. We got We got the Lord in the name of Jesus coming back to get us. We got all these in the name of Jesus things that we got to look forward to. See, we just don't have to look forward to shouting and dancing. But we do can look forward to, in the name of Jesus, eternal life. We get looking forward to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Benefits we have by serving God. God just don't have his people going through for no reason. As a matter of fact, I hear the Lord saying this. He's going to give you double for your trouble when you go through for him. There's things that you've been praying about right now. There's things that you've been asking God for. Some of you've been asking God for a particular number. You may be saying, Lord, just give me one of this and just give me one of that and watch God give you two because God's getting ready to give you double for your trouble for everything that you're going through for him and for the kingdom of God. If you can have patience, if you can have a little bullshit faith in the midst of what you're going through, hallelujah, glory to God. Listen, if, wait, have you ever uh, ordered some? 
and it seemed like it wasn't coming. Weeks have passed by. You're checking the mail. You're checking the mail. It's not there. Hallelujah. But when it finally gets there, you're so excited. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, some of you right now been praying about something and you've been checking the scriptures. You've been checking your emails. You've been checking your bank account. You've been checking some things. You've been waiting for it for a long time and you've been having the patience to wait for it. Well, get ready for God the next time you open up that mail. The next time you open up in the name is the email. The next time you open up your regular mail. The next time you check the bank account. Then watch God give you double. Watch God give you double for your trouble when you go through for him. My God, I feel the adoring of God. Listen what happened here. Look, let me tell you a series of more scriptures. <laughs> he says in verse 7. He says, and to give you who are troubled rest with us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Can we go deeper? And a flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God. The only people who have to be worried about the vengeance of God or the punishment of God is those who don't know God. And watch this. And on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? That is his death, burial, and resurrection. If you believe on a death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then my brother and my sister, you have nothing to worry about. God is not angry with you. I know what the bishop said, but God is not angry with you. I know what the deacon said, but God is not angry with you. I know what that sister that ran around church, calling herself a prophet, getting you in the corner, prophesying to you in front of the whole church, or maybe prophesying to you in, in the back corner. I know God is not uh, displeased with you because you believe in his death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we go deep into 2 Thessalonians? He says, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Look what the Bible just said in 2 Thessalonians. These are the people who have to worry about death and hell. Meaning, these are the people who have to worry about being eternally separated from God. These are the people who have to worry about being punished from God is those who don't believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those who don't know God. Because you can't know God if you don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's people right now who are claiming to know God, but don't believe in Jesus. Now, I don't know what God they're talking about, but they ain't talking about this God in his Bible. It, it is impossible to believe in God without believing in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you don't have me, you don't have the Father. If you don't believe in me, then you don't believe in the Father. For I proceeded forth from God. <laughs> Do you believe on Jesus Christ? I didn't ask you, did you believe in your bishop? Do you believe on Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you, do you believe in your deacon? Do you believe on Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you to go to church. I'm asking you, do you believe on Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you, are you in the choir? I'm not asking you, are you in the seminary? I didn't ask you, did you go to church and God in Christ, Christ and God, apostolic, Pentecostal, whatever you call yourself. I want to know, do you believe on Jesus Christ? Because when you believe on Jesus Christ, then you escape. The Bible says something very interesting. It says, when I shall see the blood, I will pass over you. That means that you have been baptized and forgiven of sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
destruction is going to pass over you. You know why? Because he sees the blood. He sees the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, cleansing you from all sin. I call bullshit. Let, let me go ahead. Let me, let me give you something else. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among you was believed. Now watch this now. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 11. Therefore we also pray always for you. That our God will count you worthy of this calling. Listen here. We praying. Paul said I'm praying always for you. That our God will count you worthy. To I'm praying for you right now. That God will count you worthy. That he will count you worthy. To receive this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That's what I'm praying for you. At the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and in you and him. According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That was Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep you. That's my prayer for you today. My prayer is that you be counted worthy to receive this grace and this calling. How do I, you, you be counted worthy? You got to believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, my brother, my sister. God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must, must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. Till next time, God bless you and keep you.